welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are doing Batman Returns, the That's 92 right. classic. Come on. Oh, oh so ha- of course, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. And of course, we had to wait until... Uh, Christmas time because this is a fucking Batman movie set at Christmas. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's Uh, absolutely crazy. This movie is batshit. It's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've said this to everyone, but that's what this movie is. It is freaking wild. Uh, But what I will say is what this movie does is it does our favorite thing on this podcast, which is start with the villain. Yeah, so much so, Rebecca. Uh, this, first of all, I'm going to say flat out, this is the villains movie. This is a movie about the villains. Batman has almost nothing to do with with it. Without question. It's, (laughs) it's yeah. But the other thing is, do you know know how much of this movie starts with the villains? I don't think Michael Keaton has a speaking role until about 36 minutes into the movie. I clocked it. (laughs) Unless I missed something that he, Batman says to, uh, 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 Commissioner Gordon, like in that first fight scene, but I think he does all that silent. I pretty much wrote a very similar note, which just says thirty minutes in, and we've seen thirty seconds of Batman. <laughs> like that's just that's that's where I was at, where I was like, and that's honestly, and I don't, I do not think this is the best Batman movie. I mean, I would, I, 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 I don't, but I wouldn't I'm- say. I don't know what it is for me. It's it's very good to me. It's it's what a Batman movie should be in the sense of it realizes that Batman is the least interesting character in the Batman universe and is like, okay, put that guy on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I would go against you there. I think this is one of my favorite Batman movies. Uh, I like this better than uh, uh, the 89 Batman. Um, slightly, I, I think. Uh, I think... Penguin and the Catwoman are just kind of more interesting than the Joker uh, and, and how they all work in that. But yeah, love this movie. Love this one. It's, it is, it is a trip. Like Uh, watching this movie is again. It's so fun though. Like everybody's at their peak, like Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito is the penguin. Like Danny DeVito is absolutely filthy in this movie. Just oh, he's so good at being filthy. Oh, he's so oh, just he sounds like he makes noises like it is hard to exist. That's what he sounds like during the whole movie. That it's just it is uncomfortable to be alive as this man. Um, Yeah, so I guess if you haven't, you're absolutely right. He's so gross. (laughs) We're gonna do it so much more. But if you have not seen this movie. Um, the basic premise is it starts right off, as we said, with the villains. Um, there's a birth of a child who is apparently very disfigured and eats a cat. Uh, and this is, we understand, Baby Penguin, uh, Oswald Cobblepot. His parents throw him over a bridge into the sewer, and we kind of lose track of him. Then uh, year, 30 years later, he's only like 33. That's it's <laughs> That's also the other chilling part of this. I yeah. was like, oh, that's you You dogged him too hard. That man yeah. is 33. <laughs> um, uh, they're lighting the Christmas tree and uh, the circus gang shows up and ruins it. Batman shows up, beats everybody up. Um, 
we we forgot to mention one of the biggest villains. This has three main villains in it. It's got three of Batman's greatest villains. It's got uh, Penguin, it's got Catwoman, and Christopher Walken, uh, <laughs> who is his own villain. Uh, he's trying to build some power plant. Um, his secretary, Selina Kyle, figures him out that it's a scam, pushes her out the window. Uh, she goes crazy, becomes Catwoman. Um and then uh, uh, Penguin abducts uh, Christopher Walken, and uh, Christopher Walken basically uh, convinces the Penguin to run for mayor because he wants the mayor replaced. Uh, they Penguin and Cat. This is a way more complicated plot yeah. than I thought it was. <laughs> like as I'm describing it, out, Penguin and Catwoman then team up to try and get rid of Batman, who's been a thorn in their sides. Um, uh, they deassemble the Batmobile and the Penguin uh, says all this shit about Gotham City. Batman records it, plays it back. Uh, Batman and Catwoman kind of have a fling. They get it on a little bit, but then they both realize that they're Batman and Catwoman. Uh, they're at a masquerade ball. Um, Batman rebroadcasts the thing, ruins the Penguin's pres- uh, mayoral run, um, goes crazy, tries to abduct a whole bunch of kids, and then abducts, uh, fails, Batman stops him, and then uh, (laughs) Christopher Walken is abducted, and then Catwoman ends up killing Christopher Walken and the Penguin. Uh, There's penguins with rockets on their backs, and I think that's what kills Penguin. I forget. Anyway, uh, and the movie ends, and Batman gets a cat. Like, that's the... (laughs) (laughs) Batman gets a cat! <laughs> I've seen this movie so much it's insane to me to recount the plot because I'm like, oh yeah, this is like really back and forth and a lot of shit's going on. Oh, um, there yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. And we are about to get into it. Uh, but before we do, we have uh we wanna give a shout out to our sponsors, of course. Or sponsors, like we've got multiple. We got one sponsor, okay. And it's a great sponsor. <laughs> We yeah we love it. Uh, uh, this episode is brought to you by a virtual game night, uh, which is a basically a Zoom call that you call in, and it's a live uh, trivia show, a live game show with a professional host. Uh, Rebecca and I were lucky enough uh, to have done one with the entire From Superheroes network. So our friends, I Hi Bailey, uh, talk from superheroes. We all got together and played it, and boy was it fun. It was fun. Craig and I, we lost together. Collectively. (laughs) We said, hey, you know what? We're going to be a team and we're going to lose together on this, which I really like. They just, let's just both go down with the ship. I love that. Um, It's a super fun, guys, honestly, uh, the thing I would say that interests me the most about it is it's kind of like if you miss going to the bar, like if you miss going to a pub, sitting down, having a fun trivia night, this is exactly what this feels like to me because the host can, is in real time interacting with you makes little jokes, gets things going. You can have more fun. There's no real timing to it in the sense of like, if something takes a little longer than it should, that's okay because you're having fun. It's all about having fun. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's great. You, it's December now. You guys are probably thinking like, what do you do for like holiday Christmas parties if you can't get together? Um, and as you said, like it's, it replicates that pub trivia thing, but it's also good for like players from like two to a thousand. They can handle like a thousand people uh, doing this, which is makes it great for like an office Christmas party. It's something to focus on, something fun to do. They also have custom uh, categories. 
uh, which is fantastic. And uh, so if, if your organization or something like that has something that you really uh, want to quiz people on, maybe a new software update if you're really, uh, really late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to get really fun with it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, your third quarter results or whatever. Uh, they can absolutely accommodate you. It's, oh my God, it's so much fun. Uh, check it out. Genuinely yeah. had a great time doing it. If you guys, uh, if you want to turn your next virtual gathering into a virtual game night, please visit virtualgamenight.live slash villain and book your completely free one-to-one demo and consultation. And when you're ready to book, take 20% off the price of any game night package with code VILLAIN20. That's VILLAIN20. Uh, join over 100 groups who have livened up their Zoom calls this year by making your next virtual uh, event a virtual game night at virtualgamenight.live slash villain and enter your code villain20 to take 20% off of any game night package. So hit that up. And now back to our scheduled programming of the lunacy that is Batman Returns. Yeah. So, I mean, normally we ask who you thought the villain was. Uh, I think it's... It, there's so much to pick from here. There's yeah. like there's so but, we have three villains basically, yeah. right? We have three villains. We have Max. We have uh, we have our Penguin, and we have Catwoman. And in my opinion, and we're gonna see how you feel about this, Craig. You've seen this movie a lot more than I have. Um, one is defensible and very defensible, and I will, f- I, I'm gonna ride or die on this one. And the other two can can get to step in. Okay, <laughs> they can get to step in. I do not care for them. Um, I'm gonna give an asterisk beside one of them uh, because I do have a couple of points that I want to argue in their favor. But pretty much, I am here to argue for Catwoman and no one else. Okay, very nice. And I. Uh, I'm going to pick a more challenging approach and uh, try and defend one of the most despicable villains in this, which is Christopher Walken, Max Trek. Damn, uh, damn! I, I think there's some good points to be made here. Uh, I do not think he is a... Er, I, I don't think he's a redeemable villain. Uh, he is very villainous, uh, but I think, I think he has some good points. And I would also say that uh, Penguin... Uh, not as bad as he comes across. Okay, here's what I wanted to say. The, the Penguin is the one that I have, like the little. I want to just want to put paragraph, like a little, like a little uh, brackets. That's what I want. I want brackets beside this man because here's who I do want to defend. I do want to defend Baby Penguin. Okay, and this is a ridiculous statement that I'm gonna go too deep for what the movie is, but it's kind of where I would like to start because it is where our movie starts. Right and. Here's something that I find off-putting about this is that if the first interaction I had with human beings was screaming, I might turn out weird too. If I'm a baby and every time your father, okay, your father, your mother, your parents, anytime they see you, they scream. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're giving me a, we're going to put me in a place that that's not going to end up well. Okay. And secondarily, okay. And most importantly, I think I can't understand why anyone that would put someone in a cage would be surprised when that person starts acting like an animal. If you put me in a cage, I will start acting like an animal eventually, okay? If you start treating someone a certain way, they will, they they could potentially turn into that thing, 
And I feel like that's what these parents did to this child. If if this penguin had a scene acceptance, not been put in a cage, maybe maybe the penguin needs a bit of training or something. But I can't imagine why. It's like when people get crazy about celebrity. They're like, I can't believe this this celebrity is acting wild. And it's like, because you're treating them like a zoo animal. Okay, you just, you got, you got to give them space. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you that the penguin's biggest problem is that he is a product of uh, his environment, which is that he was thrown in a sewer when he was a baby uh, for presumably having just a uh, finger deformity. Like a, a hand, mm. right? Like he has this basically the three fingers on his uh, each hand are fused together, so he yep. looks like flippers. Um, and he was, I guess, short, but whatever. Like, and has a long nose. That those are like, as far as we know, the th- the the things with the penguin. So like, absolutely cruel and cold hearted to throw that guy, uh, to just throw that baby away. Uh, and, yeah, and, arguably any baby. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would. We can make a firm statement on this podcast to say 100%. never throw out a baby. One hundred percent, and uh, and that's where I sympathize with his motivation a little bit, which is like he he resents the seats of power within Gotham City because one, it rejects them; they're very shallow and whatnot, and also that they do not serve the best interests of the city, right? So so here's my thesis. Gotham Gotham is a capitalist dystopia. Oh, absolutely. It is run amok. So Mm -hmm. we have at least three families of billionaires, millionaires in this. Mm -hmm. We have Max Shrek, who is his own guy. We have Bruce Wayne, and we have the Cobblepots, right? We don't really see much of the Cobblepots, but like they're there. We also know that there's a lot of very affluent people because they're going to masquerade parties and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And what do you have is you've got um, an entire city with no social services or shared services whatsoever. The the Gotham PD is a non-entity. They right at the beginning they get a a child's sled thrown at a police cruiser and they're like call in Batman. Man, that's so fucking funny. Yeah. Yes, I didn't even clock that part. That's fucking great. This is a child sled? (laughs) A man dressed as a clown showed up at a tree lighting ceremony, threw a sled at a windshield, and the commissioner, uh, who was like the only police officer in this entire flock, was like, call Batman. So they just let these people rampage through the city while they waited for Batman to drive in from outside oh, the town. And, and so, to speak to that, just to, sorry, just to jump in with one point, and I know this isn't an original concept, but I just really want to drive this home because it's something that I've similarly heard before. I firmly believe that every dollar, any any Bruce Buck that, that, that Mr. Wayne could have pumped into a mental health facility would have came back to him twofold, okay, <laughs> Two less dollars spent on bat shit. Okay, on on, on, on on your Batmobile, on your your products, your little your little yes. things. You need two less dollars for every dollar you spend on mental health in Gotham. Okay, you, firmly. Have you, have you seen Arkham Asylum? That is a breeding ground for supervillains. Yeah, my, how has my nobody God. ever like? 
fucking serve fish sticks twice a week or something. Like, you know, so people don't go crazy and try and strangle you with vines and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's just like he keeps... Batman, to me, is like... If, like, I I don't know, like, uh, let's say you had, like, a sewage line, like, fucked, and it's just pumping sewage, right? You're just pumping sewage. And he's like, well, let just keep buying the bat band-aids and we'll just keep putting them over. And it's like, well, maybe find the source of the issue, right. which is you have a huge mental health issue in your city, Mr. Absolutely. Wayne. Okay, and, it's ridiculous. And other publicly funded things aren't an option either. So so the, uh, the penguin's lair is in an abandoned zoo, okay? That is generally they there are private zoos, but like generally a large metropolitan zoo is uh founded by the city, at least partially, right? Uh they his gang is out of work circus workers, right? So here is a city that has just destroyed its arch and culture thing by not not funding it at all. They haven't uh they have a terrible police force, right? And everything to get done. Uh, depends on the will of a billionaire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, it's like so there there is no there is no police presence or like mental health things except for Bruce Wayne deciding that he as this fun thing for him is going to be the def- default police of the city, right? Um, Max Max. Uh, uh, I want to call him Max Zorin because that's that's Christopher <laughs> Walken's villain name in A View to a Kill, a James Bond movie. This is Max Shrek. It's Christopher Walken. He's his own. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> he's, he wants to build a, a power plant. And that's where I'm going to defend Christopher Walken as the villain. Okay. Okay. Everything he's doing, Gotham City needs. No. Uh, no, the power plant was going to suck power. Oh yeah, uh, it was gonna take power away from people. Like it was gonna right and store it and sell it back. And Rebecca, uh, let me tell you exactly what every city in North America needs right now: somewhere to store renewable energy, so that when the wind and the sun not blowing and the sun's not shining, you can store it up. It's not that he was wrong about this power plant. There maybe there is excess power in Gotham City, but he's looking twenty years into the future when you're going to have to run everything off of renewable energy and need a source to store it and then redistribute it when it's not running. That's Okay, and what about the toxic runoff? Talk to me about toxic runoff and the partner that he murdered. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, He also pushes his... (laughs) I'm not defending any of that. What my My core argument is that the things that he is pushing for are absolutely needed by Gotham City, but that they, he has no reason to be so evil about it. (laughs) (laughs) If he just played nice, the things that he's trying to do are actually legitimate. It's just, he goes about it all wrong. So like, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, figures out that the power plant is doing that, and then he pushes her out the window. That's the wrong move. I'm going to say that, right? Yeah. First of all, he never even tries to buy her off. He never tries to uh, just convince her not to say anybody. She works for you. She's yeah. like, you know, uh, so all of that is wrong. But does the does the city need a new mayor? I would say so, considering that 
his strategy for battling what is absurd crime, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absurd crime, uh, is just to c- try and keep relighting a Christmas tree. That's literally the mayor's only. <laughs> <laughs> There are clowns in the street with flamethrowers. Like this isn't this isn't like muggings or like crimes of desperation or armed robberies, right? This isn't organized crime has permeated every aspect of the city and like threatens to destabilize things because you're 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 exploiting, you know, mom and pop shops for like extortion money. No, this is people on stilts throwing like firebombs into things. Just show up and stop it. They came out of a giant wrapped present, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Do a little detective work. Figure out where that came from. But the Get mayor's- a fingerprint. Get one. I've never seen one fingerprint in one Batman movie, I feel like. like as far yeah. as policing goes, I don't think so. So that's my point, is the mayor needs to go. The power plant that he's trying to build is uh, would be legitimately needed like 10 to 15 years down the line. And- uh, Nah. I just think that he went about it all the totally wrong way. Nah, Not nah, def- nah. The I mean- second he said, honestly, we didn't even have to get into the truly evil shit. The second he looked at Catwoman and said, we haven't housebroken you yet, I was like, shut it down. Push him out a window. Push him out oh, a yeah. window. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Like, <laughs> housebroken? Oh, I would. There would be words. <laughs> Absolutely. No, he's he's very bad, and he he tries to kill Salita Kyle, and he murders his partner. I guess to put a final point on it, what I would say is if Bruce Wayne had decided to do the same things that uh, Max Shrek did, it would be fine in terms of uh, results, not not uh, you know not not the methods. The yeah. Thing. Okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, Bruce Wayne is this whole is a whole thing. He's somebody where, like, when I was younger, like Batman was always my favorite. Like, I love Batman because I watched Batman the animated series a lot. Um, that was kind of when, like, when I was like around when I was a teen. That's when the new Batman movies started coming out. I was super into it. And the older I get, the more I'm like. Fuck this billionaire fuck. Like, he's the worst one. And I still enjoy myself, and I still like watching the movies. But if I was to pick a favorite suit, I'm like, no, not this guy. For sure not this guy. Okay, he does so many things wrong. And we're going to get it. Well, maybe I'll get into it right now. Um, There's one point in this movie that drove me fucking crazy. Okay, and it's it's after... um, So we see... What happens here? Okay, because I gotta get the timeline so that you understand how why I think this is crazy. Okay, so we establish that the penguin kills the 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 ice princess or whatever she's called, Christmas princess or whatever. Um, we establish that penguin has killed this woman. Okay, nobody knows that except for Batman and Catwoman, really. But the but Batman does know that. Okay. Instead, and you know where the penguin lives, okay? So instead of going to get the penguin, you go to a ball so you can see your girlfriend? <laughs> you know he lives in the sewer. He literally ascends from the sewer with a baby. It's written in the newspapers before you even see this guy. You know where he lives. You know he's murdered someone. And instead you go, ah, I'm going to go to a dance. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Am I am I wrong? You're not <laughs> wrong. Fucking just... that timeline up. It blows my mind that I'm like, you know where this guy is. You know he's a murderer. And instead of going to catch him, you let more of his plan unfold and fuck yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it just goes to show that uh, uh, justice is only served in Gotham City at the whim and will of billionaires, specifically Bruce Wayne. Right? He's like, I want to go get my uh, my bat dick wet. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know why that <laughs> The face you're making is like, I, I screwed up. <laughs> That's not oh, a no, word no. I should have made. Bat dick <laughs> wet. I don't know why bat dick throws me off. Because <laughs> everything's labeled. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, and it's like, you're absolutely right. He could have gone and done other things. He could have stopped. Like, if, if truly the safety of the city was your concern... You just go get that guy. Yeah. You go check him out. You're telling me that you have all of these gadgets, this car that can self-drive, these boomerangs that'll come back. Although all the gadgets in this movie, I'm like, oh, I forgot how fucking corny these were before. I love it. I think it's great. It really adds something into the Batman atmosphere for me. Uh, But you're telling me you have all of these tools and you can't find one guy that you know is in the sewer? You know, he's there. (laughs) World's greatest detective. Figure yeah. it out. And if you don't know he's there, you're really, really, really bad at this. Yeah. It's a, and it's all because of toys. The uh, the the one gadget that got me, and I remember this because it was a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. And like, I just remember it was so cool. It's like when the car splits into three and becomes a more narrow car. <laughs> Dude, I wrote down that during that scene. I was like, the Gotham City planner is fucked. I was like... <laughs> There's no alley that's like this. Who designs an alley like this? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It is a it is a capitalistic uh, dystopia. We're, we, I'm sorry. One of the things in government is city planning, permitting, stuff like that. So why would you allow two buildings to build each build halfway through into the street so that a car can't pass through it? Because. There's corruption because there is no funding of City Hall. That's why it's a it's a it's a nightmare, and uh, everybody should be in socialist revolt uh, in in Gotham City. I mean, I was pretty much okay. I will tell you, I was giving a lot of allowance to the Penguin for, uh, uh, I would say, a fair portion of this movie. Okay, I would say until like uh, I don't know exactly when it was, but let's say minute forty-five, I was still like, oh, very defensible. I'm not right. worried. You know what I mean? Like taking a baby and then immediately giving it back. That honestly, for this man, made sense to me because I was like, because he knows he's lived his whole life like this. He knows he will not gain acceptance. We need to do a little maneuvering here. I can kind of back that up a little bit. You know what I mean? Not in real life, obviously, but yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in the in sense the of this movie, I, I get that as a concept. But the second we started to get into that really, that almost it's always sunny in Philadelphia kind of grime of like, oh, I'm going to gonna give her the French flipper. Like, uh, I'll fill her void. I was like, shut it down. Yeah, shut it down. Shut it all down. Disgusting. Fucking a, disgusting. Dude. It's just, there's juice coming out of his mouth black. for the whole movie. Oh. <laughs> it's so fucking gross. Danny DeVito. Well, I, I find it so telling that in all the Batman reincarnations that have happened since, we've had, uh, you know, there was the 89 Jack Nicholson Joker. Then we had Heath Ledger. Then we had Jared Leto. We've had it like 
people do Joker. We had Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, right? Um, nobody has done a penguin since uh, Danny DeVito's penguin. We've had a cat, more cat women. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had Bane's uh, in two movies. We've had uh, you know, but penguin, which is arguably one of the most interesting. It's just everyone I think looked at that and was like. Nope, gotta let it settle for a while. <laughs> it is the grossest, <laughs> the grossest sexuality I've ever seen. Like just when he crawls on the bed and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because again, he sounds like every moment is hard to exist. Yes, and that's what like it's just this. He's he's like uh, to me, he sounds like a human pug. If that yeah. makes any sense. It's like you shouldn't, I don't know if you should exist. <laughs> that's that's exactly. Yeah, you know. sure, you probably shouldn't. Mm, um, so <laughs> there, there is a, there's a turning point for me too. So it's when he finally, he's sort of plotting the child abductions the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's put on hold a little bit when Christopher Walken convinces him to run for mayor. So he's just like, oh, maybe I can get this acceptance. Maybe I can uh, become a, uh, I put legitimate in quotes here, but citizen of of Gotham and be respected and whatnot by this. Um, and only he only goes back to his child abduction plot once Batman kind of fucks over his uh, his run for mayor. Well, yeah, but he he fucks up his run for mayor because he frames him for murder. Sure. <laughs> so I think, you know, that's kind of when he really goes off the rails for me is really when he just yeah, starts yeah, murdering. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, I oh, think it's... <laughs> oh, we're going to argue that murder is wrong all of a sudden, Rebecca? Uh, yeah, 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 you know what absolutely. I am. But I, but I agree with him that the Batman needs to go. Yes, and that's why... And, that, and that's why I think Catwoman is very defensible in this movie. Okay, because she is, she lives in this like gray area where I, I understand even like as far as direction goes, she's never like a true, true villain in the sense she, she hangs out in this really gray area. But the gray area where she hangs out, I think is very defensible because I'm like, okay, first of all, you need therapy. Okay, like you need some serious therapy, okay? And I think that's important to take note of, okay? When you see this person struggling morally, okay? She, the first thing we see her do as Catwoman is save a woman from an assault, okay? Great. Points, okay, big points for me. You know what I mean? And they were like, oh, well, like, and they kind of do this thing where she's like kind of rude to the girl, and it's like, oh, so she's not, like, exactly good? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a claim right now, okay? If anybody wants to save me from an assault and then say something sassy to me afterwards, you feel free. Feel free. <laughs> feel free. Okay, absolutely. I welcome it. Okay, I do not. Is it the best? No. Will I accept it? Absolutely. Thank you so much for saving me. <laughs> the nice part is you saved me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's And that's really the point. That's uh, really the thing that matters here is something that I wanted to get across. <laughs> I just for some reason thought of like Superman or Spider-Man swinging into saving you from like plummeting to your death yeah. and then them commenting on your weight. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I've really been, uh, really been hitting the donut. It's like, well, fuck you, Superman. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I'm grateful for the save, but thank like, you. But totally unnecessary. No, <laughs> rude. It's rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's like the first thing she does as Catwoman, which is obviously something I can get behind. Okay, then we have her uh, blowing up a building, okay, that she evacuates. She yeah. evacuates the building. There are, there are no casualties here, and this is, this is a building owned by a man that tried to murder her, like straight up. Like yeah. not even like yeah. maybe it was an accident, a little whoopsie-daisy, you know what I mean? No, straight up <laughs> murder, tried to murder, like murdered you 99%. Let's say, <laughs> okay, you came back from the one, okay, yeah, you're, I think, I think you can blow up that building. I understand. I think, so. I I think, think as so. a concept, it makes sense to me, okay? And then you have her fight Batman, which he is pursuing her, okay, for blowing up a building. That makes sense why you would fight Batman, for sure, okay? Mm. Also, you're not an authority, you know what I mean? Who voted for you? Who decided <laughs> that you're the fucking king of this no, this whole city. Yeah. Batman so, decided he was Batman. So I'm going to fight you. That's fine. Okay. I, that checks out for me. Okay. Now, the area where I was like, oh, we're going to get gray, but then they turned it back almost immediately was with our ice princess. Okay. Because I was like, okay, if she knows she was going to get murdered, that makes her inarguable in my, in my personal opinion. Um, but then we reveal almost whatever, 30 seconds, a minute later that she had no idea. She thought she was like, this was a plot where we were going to scare this girl, whatever. She wasn't really in the know of what was going to happen here. Which, again, I yeah. think makes her defensive. She's like, I, had no, I didn't know you were going to murder that woman. And then immediately he tries to murder her. Like, Penguin tries to murder Catwoman. For rejecting uh, a For rejecting event. his sexual advance. Another man. Like, this woman has just been beaten down by the men in her life it is it is sad it is hard to see you know what i mean so yeah. every action she does fighting back with these people i'm like yeah i get it <laughs> yeah no and i agree i think catwoman in this is highly defensible very uh um very easily defendable compared to like the penguin and uh max shrek obviously uh but uh she has a great line right at the end uh which is that the law doesn't apply to people like him or us and it's it's just great. Like that nails it. Like yeah, she, I, I wrote that down as well. I was like, this is exact because she's absolutely, and we know for our life right now, absolutely fucking one hundred percent correct. Right, one hundred percent. Christopher Walken is never going to pay for his crimes or what he has done for people, save for me doing it. The same for Bruce Wayne. Any destruction, anything that he causes, he will not have to pay for. Right. He can show up with a uh, Batmobile with like bombs and like blow stuff up and run people over and all the rest. And he doesn't have to. to he doesn't to, even to foot the bill. No. <laughs> and he could. Even, he could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's yeah, she's so. So the thing that sort of struck me like in that moment with that quote was like. Selena Kyle Catwoman is the only person in this movie that doesn't really have a choice. Like, her circumstances are largely thrust upon her uh, by actions of other people, more powerful people. Yes. Right? Um, Penguin uh, is a crime lord, right? Mm -hmm. Tragic backstory, whatever, but, like, makes those decisions. But he's fairly powerful 
and can make decisions as to what's happening. Uh, Max, uh, Christopher Walken, is a billionaire, owns a company, kills people, decides what course of action he's going to take. Bruce Wayne, billionaire, decides he's going to be Batman, decides what he's going to do. Catwoman was just, Selena Kyle was just, just a secretary that got knocked out a window and has no retribution whatsoever. She can't go you know, to the courts. She can't do this. She can't do this. She's the only one in this whole movie who's sort of forced into this because, again, this capitalist dystopia has broken her. Oh, and how could it not? I would like to talk about the fourth secret villain of this movie, which is Gotham Ladies Perfume. Gotham Ladies <laughs> Perfume. <laughs> Fuck you, Gotham Ladies Perfume, you bitch. I cannot. Anytime she hit that messaging machine and there was like, Gotham Ladies Perfume, get your boss to stay late with you and see you for the woman you are with a candle. I'm like, everything you're saying is horrifying. This is horrifying. This is so, I also don't want to live in a reality where Catwoman can't get laid. Okay. Like what the fuck is this? (laughs) Pink Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Like couldn't look like you literally look like that was physically sewn on your body. It probably fucking was. I didn't do any research, but I have to assume. Okay. Cause it is toit. Okay. Very tight. How good of a seamstress is she, by the way, dude, this is is a woman in the middle of a mental breakdown, like trashing apartment, drinking Mm -hmm. milk from the carton and like spray painting everything. And she manages to not only disassemble a leather jacket, but stitch it into a skin tight, skin tight outfit. Buddy, that Etsy shop would be out of control. <laughs> I'm talking, that's a great side hustle. I'm saying, just oh. if Catwoman wanted a side hustle, she could open an amazing Etsy shop. I would be purchasing. It is, um, I, I'm going to say this as a heterosexual male, uh, that is the Catwoman outfit. You know, like that yeah, is, oh, okay. that is okay. the Catwoman I see, I see what we're saying. I see what we're saying. Yes, you yes, 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 yes. Oh, like, yeah, no. It's, it's, um... I don't know what the word, I can't, I can't even collect a word for it. It is, it is sexual. Let's say yeah. <laughs> it is a sexual outfit um, yes. and good for her. She's killing it. Absolutely. But yeah, that would have been a, that's, that's a, she did that in a night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As, as someone who has recently started to learn how to sew, that was one of the more impressive things that I watched. I was like, screw the 13 black backflips. You made that in a night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another uh, interesting point is she's also in high heels mm-hmm. going around and doing this. So it's that, it's that famous saying. It's like everything, uh, uh, Gene Autry did, uh, uh, oh, I forget the, the dancers now. Um, she did backwards and in high heels. Oh, I don't. I okay. am not familiar. Yeah, and I, you know, this is another thing where I'm not nailing the reference, so it's it's mm. great. Works real well. On, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I love? But it's everything Batman did. Catwoman did backwards and in high heels. In, oh uh, yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know what's great? She for her. When did, when did we say that? When did this movie come out? 92? 92, did we say that? Yeah. yeah, 92. I want to say sometime her, around Christmas. I don't know why. Her apartment 
is an Instagrammer's delight of 2020. Oh my God, people would die for that apartment. The color ski, everything about it. I was like, that is a 2020 Instagrammer's apartment. The neon light, everything about it. I was like, this. it's crazy how it's kind of... There is, we, we everything's just cyclical. Everything we just around. go through uh, these time periods. But to bring Catwoman back to the very end, um, I think, like, as you had mentioned that she says, you know, like the law doesn't really apply to these people. Um, to even further her point of why this man needs to die, um, he then very much tries to murder her again. <laughs> Okay, and I think that's a really big point that we need to make here is that he shoots her several times. Yes. And when someone shoots you several times, I think we call that defense at that moment. If you do anything against that person, that is a defense, okay? And she does succeed, but I think she should. And I think she she deservedly succeeded. Yes. Am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. No, she's totally defensible. Uh, Christopher Walken deserved to die. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, he's a very he's. It's insane to me that the biggest villain, like you said it, Batman has the most interesting villains. Mm-hmm. It's the most and most interesting. I think like the his rogues gallery is the best, and Christopher Walken is such a singular villain that you can put him in a movie with two of the highest profile uh, Batman villains there are, and he's still the biggest villain. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he spoke, I was just like, oh, no, get him. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking get him. I, I do love his style, though. Like the big, broad stripes and the crazy hair. That just felt like... It I felt really like liked a certain style. Most of the things stylistically in this movie, I loved Penguin riding a toy, like one of those ones that you would yeah. find in the mall, a toy-sized like Batmobile, and he's in a van while he's doing it. That's so fucking funny to me. It was. Like it I was, was dying. I love that. I love because especially with superhero movies, like man, I want the camp. You know what I mean? I want things that are silly and corny and campy or kind of like a like a physical joke. Sure, throw it all in there. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, and like another thing is he pulls the uh, the umbrella to try and shoot Batman right before he dies, and it's like the one with the the, the rubber duckies on it, and you're like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, it's not. I wouldn't say the Penguin is a, a really funny character, but like. When there are funny moments, you realize Danny DeVito can like. I love Danny DeVito. I've always loved Danny. I don't know how you you don't love Danny DeVito. I think he is like anything he's in, he makes it better to me. Like for me, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like they didn't have him, I think, for either most or all of the first season. And the show really shifts when he shows up. Like, yeah. it is such a huge improvement of something I already liked. And it was like, oh, this is, you, you could, I think anything he's in, he only adds to. Like, one of my favorite Friends episodes is one where he's the stripper. He's excellent. He's excellent in anything he touches, anything he does. Freaking Matilda, everything. I just, I love this man. I'm a fan. Yeah. Danny Vito is great. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah. And well, again, the definitive, the definitive version of the Penguin, I think. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I don't know how you would argue otherwise. But again, I do think he's somebody where I went through and for the first little bit, I was like, okay, defensible, defensible, defensible. And then we turned a point. I was like, oh. He goes off the rails a little bit. Um, one thing I did find very unrealistic about a movie where a man dresses like a bat and fights uh, a penguin and a cat woman uh, <laughs> was Batman just has to play back all the sh- shitty things that the penguin is saying about the city. Mm-hmm. Right. And that derails his mayoral race. And I was like, man, coming from Toronto, where we had Doug, Doug and Rob Ford and like just going through what we just went through with the States with Trump and all the rest. I was like, it is so naive to believe that people would stop supporting that, <laughs> stop supporting the Penguin just because he said some gross shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, remake this movie in 2020 and the mm-hmm. Penguin's elected, is, is fully elected mayor. And oh, then, yeah. <laughs> that French flipper line would have gotten him into office. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, another point which I do feel like the Penguin was justified was the image consultant. Where they go? Uh, oh, that was not wild. a lot of reflective surfaces down in the sewer. Well, it could be worse. I could be gushing blood from my nose. What? He bites <laughs> the guy's nose off. Like, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I wrote down. I was like. You're you're both wrong, but <laughs> you, you, you you're both wrong. You're you're having an overreaction, but what they did was very wrong. Very <laughs> also, rude. yeah, very you're rude. you're an image consultant. You're I think you're supposed to be a little softer. The touch needs to be softer. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just come in and be like everything about you is disgusting. <laughs> we need to change everything. Do you own a mirror, darling? No, yeah. that's not how we start this conversation. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, with a man that got brought downstairs with a fish uh, uh, with a fish being held in front of him here hey, come here I, I, I am the one orchestrating all of this and I still don't respect you as a human here's this fish <laughs> so gross. yeah that was a particularly disgusting scene I will yeah. say that and I, I another thing that's very disgusting and I don't think gets enough credit uh, is uh, the penguins underwear of just how gross it is and like dirty and like it's this weird onesie and like, uh, uh, yeah. 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 No, I think they really went out of their way to make him beetle juicy almost. Yeah. Just, wonder, just that concept of like everything about you is, is gross and filthy and you're very sexual and those go together <laughs> in my opinion, apparently very common. There's a common, uh, common thread there which is tim burton uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um another definitive thing about this movie is danny elfman's soundtrack we just did nightmare before christmas danny elfman did all the work for that he did the batman theme for this and i don't care this is the batman theme yeah yeah i was digging it i was definitely digging it i think this is even the theme that they used in the animated series Mm, yes. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That's, yep, 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 yep. So yep. like that to me is always Batman. You hear that? Like that's that's like James Bond theme to me. Like yeah. I hear the Danny Elfman soundtrack and I'm like, that's Batman. I will say my my biggest, if I was to pick a problem, okay, if I was to pick something that I was like, oh, I could have maybe, we could have used a little more of this. Um and maybe it's because I should have watched uh, the movie before this one to kind of supplement this one. But uh, 
This is by far the most one-dimensional Batman. There is no plot line, so little story involving him. There is no character development that I could see, generally. Um, so flat for me. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, where I was like, I was thinking about how this is a the, the villain's movie. Uh, yes. Um, and then I was like, did Batman even have... A character arc? I don't know. Really. There's did. a there's a reference to uh his journalist ex. Yeah, who and, from the from the eighty nine movie. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you really get from him. It's just like <laughs> I'm um, that and that he's like, I'm I'm splitting to two people. Catwoman understands me because I'm two people. And it's like, well, I needed Maybe a lot. like I, I understand it is the villains movie and I like that especially for this yeah. podcast. But like, could have used a li- especially when you got Michael Key. I'm like, you, you've got somebody that can do the thing. Give them something to do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, some sort of character. Like the only difference I can tell from Batman at the beginning of this movie uh, to Batman at the end of this movie is he literally picks up a cat on the and on the street in the last. Yep. In the last few seconds, it's like, oh, Bruce Wayne has a cat now. That's that's what has changed about Bruce Wayne through this. Um, yeah, and it's so bonkers. And so at no bonkers. point does he look at this woman and instead of being like, hey, maybe maybe you hit your head too hard, or maybe we need to get you some assistance because you kind of seem like you're going through something, or maybe we could talk this out. It's like I'm just going to ignore these things. <laughs> Because you're still hot. <laughs> yeah, because you're broken like me. Uh, mm. But like, at at no point is that any introspection of like, maybe I am this broken. Maybe this is how others perceive me. Maybe what you know. What I loved about the Nolan Batman's was the the theme of escalation, right? Where it's like, you show up as Batman, and maybe that's why there now there's a Penguin Man and a Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> But that never happens. No, no, like, no. <laughs> the, the city needs Batman, and Batman is there, and here here go the villains. Like, Catwoman has an arc. Selena Kyle they, has an arc. Huge, right? To me, this is really Catwoman's movie, to be honest with you. I was like, she has the most interesting story. She develops the most. Um, it's interesting. You understand her conflicts. I think she was written the best. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, it's Catwoman's movie, and everyone else is just kind of sort of playing second. Fight. Because like the Penguin is a villain to Catwoman. Yep. Not the entire movie, but for the majority of the movie, is- Max is her villain as well. Batman's um, her villain. Batman's her villain. This is Catwoman's movie, in my in my opinion. Holy shit! This is the best written Catwoman movie ever made. Oh, truly, this is my favorite Catwoman. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would, yeah, I don't think I would say it's my favorite Batman, but this is my favorite Catwoman. Absolutely. 100%. She, she's got the best art, plus she made her own cot. I love it. Yeah, great. I mean, you're not a diamond thief or anything. You're just out for revenge. It's perfect. It's plus, perfect. I honestly, the way they have her kind of run down at the beginning with all these messages and her mom and this perfume ad that keeps calling her, I'm like, I get it. I like it. Yeah, and at the end, you are a... Uh, strong, confident woman who takes things into her own hands and is yep. out in the world's force of nature or whatever. Yeah, it's great. It's Catwoman's movie. 
It is. That's right. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think that's it for uh, Batman Returns, unless you had anything else no. to discuss. So uh, time for our definitive ranking of how good uh, the villain is. Um, I have a, uh, I, I've decided to rank Max Shrek, uh, Christopher Walken. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm doing the insult to injury scale. Okay. So on a scale of being thrown in the river as a baby mm-hmm. uh, to being pushed out a window by your boss, uh, I'm going to give Max Shrek, Christopher Walken, a uh, making fun of someone's quarantine haircut. Because uh, you're right about it, but there's no need to be so mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this week I've got the uh, being treated like an animal scale, which I think was a very <laughs> predominant theme in this movie. Um, so I'm going to go from calling an adult woman a good girl to uh, walking or walking you around with a leash and a collar, I am going to give Catwoman a balancing a treat on your nose. She's going to take you down a peg, but at least you get a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and yeah, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, just a couple ways that you guys can support the podcast if you are so inclined. So thank you so much for listening already. Um, if you want, uh, tell your friends about us uh, to say that you enjoy the podcast. Uh, you can even jump on iTunes or something like that and uh, whatever service you're using. If you can leave us a quick one sentence review, uh, five stars ranking, uh, it really does help the algorithm and help the algorithm feed the episodes to new listeners and stuff like that. That's how a lot of people have gotten in touch with us and and found the podcast. Uh, So thank you to everyone who's done that already. And as well, if you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, lots of ways you can do it. Uh, Twitter's our main thing uh, at VWR villain was right podcast. That's VWR podcast uh, on Twitter. Villain was right on Facebook. And we also take email suggestions uh, for movies. It helps us, because uh, we haven't seen all the movies. Uh, villain was right at gmail.com uh, for that. And if you got a couple, uh, if you want to help support the podcast financially. Oh, yeah. You can always hit us up on patreon.com slash villain was right. Uh, we've got several tiers. One of them's just a dollar. You know what I mean? You want to throw us a dollar? Hell yeah. We love you. That's great. You don't want to throw us a dollar? That is also chill. Um, we have extras, which include, uh, you know, uh, voting rights. We have an, as you guys know, we have an audience choice every single month. Uh, some of them are out of nowhere, uh, and we love it. That's what we live for. Um, it's great for suggestions, and you also get two bonus episodes a month. And we, if you're a patron and you want to hear us do a bonus episode, we'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop us a line. We'll do it for you. I'll talk about anything pretty much, um, which I think we've all, you know, witnessed <laughs> over the, what, how long have we been doing this, Craig? Uh, coming up on two years, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> that I've said a lot. Um, so yeah, you can always hit us up on Patreon if you want to throw some money. And if you don't, well, th- you know what? Thanks for listening. That's great. We also have, have merch now yeah, if so if you want to if you love the ridiculous things that rebecca says we got merch <laughs> yeah we got merch baby i mean you can even we've got some weird merch you want to give somebody a weird christmas present get into it buddy you want to you want to make one of your racist ants uncomfortable buy them something buy, buy them the nerd dick one it'll freak them out <laughs> they won't like it they will not like it. I encourage you to do that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's at vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. 
Uh, it's T public. They can put it that design on a phone case, a mask. Wear your masks, people. Uh, 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 notebooks, stickers, uh, coffee mugs. I've got a villain was right coffee mug now. It's great. Uh, so yeah, check that out. If uh, give it a look. Yeah, vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time for our heroes and villains of the week. Uh, what do you got, got for us? Yeah, so I've got just a light one here. So uh, this will come as a surprise to absolutely nobody. Uh, but I've been watching a lot of math videos on YouTube lately. <laughs> 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 I have a brand. I know. I know. I'm a type. Um, and it's just, it's such a small thing that I just really, really enjoy where there is this, these moments where it's a it's a video series. It's a video channel called Number File, um, and it's mathematicians just explaining like a theory or or a concept or something like that. And they're all experts in what they do. And there's always these great moments where the host or the guy, the person operating the camera will ask them something about what they're talking about, and they go, "Well, why don't you just do this? Or why is it this way? Or 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 some sort of thing?" And the the moment is when that is such a good question. And this expert in something just lights up and goes, (laughs) yeah, right? Like, that's what's so interesting or that's what's so crazy about this. And it's just such a wonderful human moment. And it doesn't just apply to mathematicians. There's lots of little places where just that that somebody lighting up because you're talking to them or asking an interesting question that they really want to talk and, and share about. And it's so beautiful. And it's I've really enjoyed it. It's really lit up my life. So that's my hero of the week is uh, math. Math experts liking what they do. Oh, very. That's a good one. I like that. Plus, I'm. I, I totally agree with you. One of my biggest things um, is just talking to somebody with passion. Mm. I'm like, what do you? I don't care what you're passionate about, as long as you are passionate about it. I could that's listen to exactly. somebody talk about buttons for an hour if they're excited, and they're like, oh, well, this button's different because of this, and da 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 da. Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up for that shit. Um, me myself this week, I've got a bit of a villain. I would say a bit of a villain, and then like a cute story in the middle. So um, recently, I would say, well, recently, uh, not since we've been ultra locked down, I would say, but about uh, two weeks before that, I went and got my haircut because I haven't had, I didn't, <laughs> I hadn't had my haircut in maybe two years because like when the pandemic hit, I had already desperately needed a haircut, which was bad anyway. Um, so I got recommended this hair place and I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm just going to do it. They, they take walk-ins. I'm just going to go get my haircut. It's driving me nuts. I hate when my hair is still on. It was driving me crazy. Um, so I go in and it's the owner and my friend recommended a, a guy to me. She was like, it's like, Phil or something. I can't remember what his name was, but she's like, yeah, get Phil. He's the best. And I call in and I get the owner on the phone and he's like, oh, you must be asking for me. He's like, hey, you must be asking for me. You must be asking for me. And I'm like, oh, sure. Like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know she was recommending a man. I can't, I'm like, I don't know how many employees you have, but it's pretty small. I'm like, I got a good chance of hitting the right person here. Right. Also, what am I going to say? No, like, (laughs) I can't, you know what I mean? I gotta, so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We take walk-ins. You can come, uh, you can come in at like three or whatever. So I show up and the first thing he starts talking to me about, and you're like, oh fuck, dude, you're the wrong person to be doing this. He's like, yeah, you know what? I don't really know about this whole pandemic thing. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> ah, 
back. <laughs> and, you know, he keeps going and you're like, and, and the entire time I'm like, okay, well, he's cutting my hair. So I also need to make sure that he doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> I just said, you know what I mean? You don't yep. want people fucking with your shit. Hairdressers, people making your food. Th- this is a list of people you don't want to fuck with. Anyway, so we're going through this whole thing, and he's like, uh, he's he's too confident cutting my hair. You ever get somebody like that where they're like older and they're just like, they're certain? And I'm like, you haven't asked me one question. <laughs> you know what I mean? You haven't oh. asked me anything. Um, Give her the girl. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it wasn't bad. To be fair, th- and I pretty much do this with every haircut I have. I go home, I look in the mirror, and I go, this is trash. This is the worst haircut I've ever gotten. And then three days later, I'm like, oh, no, it's actually fine. <laughs> it's, just like, <laughs> it's just like, whatever. But I will say this. He told me this story, and I thought this was the cutest fuck. It's, it, it's cute, and it's not. Um he told me the story because I started to talk about because I was trying to find a common ground with this band, but I was like, I don't know if we're going to find it. I was like, I think it's ridiculous that kids are going to school. Okay. And I do. I think it's absolutely lunacy to be like, we're on quarantine, but all these small people can that don't understand personal space should get together, I guess. I just, I don't understand the concept um, of physically going to school or like how you would even be able to implement this safely. Okay. And he says, yeah. I agree with you, and here's why. <laughs> Apparently, um, his his grandson, and I just thought this was the cutest thing because I was like, this completely encapsulates why this doesn't work. His grandson, he's like, yeah, my grandson, uh, we got him this special mask and whatever, and he was very proud of it, and he went to school, and he came home with a completely different mask on. And his mom sits him down, and she doesn't want you know, you know, to give him trouble or anything because you don't want to scar kids about, like, just you know, general stuff like this. But she goes, sweetie, like what happened with your mask? And he goes, oh, I really like Juliet's mask and she liked mine. So we traded. (laughs) 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 And it's like, yeah, that's what you're going to do. You're a kid. You're a kid. And you're like, well, what are you going to do? Get this kid in trouble for sharing? Like (laughs) for making a reasonable deal that both parties enjoyed? Anyway, I just thought that was a very cute story in the midst of what I assume to be being endangered by this man (laughs) that doesn't believe in COVID. Anyway, (laughs) but that's about it. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, Rebecca, where can people grab you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on... On any of the platforms yeah and you can follow me at uh Craig Bay comedy on facebook twitter and uh youtube where we have a couple uh couple uh villain was right uh videos that you can uh look at and share sort of uh, our, our best best of from each episode and uh yeah that's it for us next week uh it's audience choice this is the one that really threw us uh, <laughs> uh you voted literally 49 percent, nearly half of everybody voted for you've got mail so uh, <laughs> uh we're gonna be tackling that one um it, it's actually gonna be fun so uh make sure to check it check that out and uh until then uh this has been the villain was right reminding you to never run for public office <laughs> <laughs>